Help keep Kinks and Beats daily ad-free and receive bonus content early with a contribution of 20 cents per episode. Visit herohabit.com slash shop for more information. Hello, hello. Welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. This is your host, Tony Fry, and we are on episode 152, if you can believe it, which I can because I've recorded all of them. Um... Before we get started on today's song, I want to remind you all, in case you didn't know, we have started a new Facebook group. If you go on to Facebook um, and search for Kinks and Beats Daily or visit the Hero Habit Facebook page, um, you can find it super easily. Um, We're just going to have chats there about Kinks and Beatles and uh, whatever, but we're also running some polls to, to, to do the greatest kinks and greatest Beatles song. We're going album by album. It's going to be bracket style. I'll track it all on herohabit.com. Um, but if you join, you can vote on those polls and we're going to whittle down to what we think as a group are the two best songs by the two best bands. So if you go to facebook.com slash group slash kinks and beats, you can find us there and just uh, request to join and start up a conversation with some other fans of these two great bands and, and of this podcast. Um, also make sure you swing by herohabit.com to keep track of all of this kind of stuff and to get contact information so you can talk to me and be included in future episodes. So today we're talking about a song called Reveal Yourself by Dave Davies, and it was released July 1st, 1981 on his album Glamour. This was, uh, uh, his second solo album. Uh, like his first one, he's performing all the instruments on this track, except for the drums, which are performed by Bob Henrit who we know will eventually take over for Mick Avery as the Kinks drummer in 1984. Um, And this tune is, and you know, and I've talked about it before, Dave Davies' solo work is not something I've dug into a ton, Um, mostly because it's been hard to find. You know, until these days of streaming that we're in, you actually had to go find the music. And when I was getting into the Kinks, um, I guess towards the end of high school. So we're talking late nineties, early two thousands. Um, when I'm getting into this band, it was all CDs. I had to go find the CDs and as hard as it was to find kinks CDs at that time, I don't ever remember seeing a Dave Davies solo CD ever. So it wasn't until these days of streaming and, you know, sites like discogs where you could go find, um, these recordings from around the world. It was hard to find. So now, you know, as an avid Kinks fan, I'm kind of, and and for part of this podcast, digging deeper into Dave's solo catalog. And this track's a solid tune. It's got, you know, elements of being a classic Kinks song, but it's got like hints of the time. Uh, it's got hints of like a, a new wave, almost punk feel. Not quite. He doesn't go full punk, um, but he has the elements there. Uh, and he incorporates more of that new wave slash like quasi punk feel into he, into this song than the kinks ever did. You know, they always kind of remain just a rock band. And even though they adapted their sound as the years went on at the core of it, they were just a straight ahead blues based rock band. They weren't uh, really digging into new wave and stuff like that. I think possibly with some more commercial lyrics, This song could have been a hit. It's a very radio-friendly track. 
The album as a whole peaked at 152 in the U.S. charts, um, and there was no single released. But like I said, this song could have been a contender because uh, it was pretty radio ready back in those days. There's a mention of this in uh, Doug Hinman's book that there, the lack of a single from this was because Dave and his record company couldn't agree on which song to release as a single. And it doesn't go into more detail about what the debate was, who was fighting for which songs. But I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised at all if this was a song that one of the sides was fighting for, just because of the overall sound. Um, you know, over the years, there's been a lot of critical commentary about Dave's voice. And at times, I've been one of those critics. But I think on songs like this, it's actually nearly perfect for these types of songs. And it kind of fits in the style of some of the younger acts that are coming up in the early 80s, acts that would have been influenced by the Kinks. We're talking now uh, a, a generation or two behind the Kinks. Um, and like that kind of loose vocal delivery that's not always pitch perfect. And, you know, the rhythms aren't always super tight, but it's it's perfect for that style of song. And I think it also helps that he's English. I think in this style, it doesn't always work in an American accent. But, you know, it, it adds a little bit of that punk edge if it's got that English accent that Dave's got. Uh, there are a few spots where his limitations as a vocalist are on display. But this isn't a gentle ballad. It's a rock song, and when you've got a rock song, your vocal limitations, uh, unless they are extreme vocal limitations, uh, are forgiven a little bit more. And I think in this case, add to the character of the song. So, you know, maybe, you know, he's not always the best vocalist when he's doing a tender ballad, which isn't even always true there, because I think his vocals on like songs like Strangers are phenomenal. But, you know, this is... A rock song, it's fine. I hear in the songwriting elements of like Super Tramp, some more progressive rock chord changes and uh, his melody, especially when his vocal slows down and kind of floats above the key of the above the uh, uh, the chord pattern. It kind of has those elements, but then I hear elements of the Ramones and his guitar playing and a little bit of Blondie in his production. So it's clear to me that Dave is taking influences from many sources from his historical influences, you know, from a kid, as well as what he's hearing on the radio and in concerts and stuff uh, at the time. And, and, and it's innovating his sound. He's blending all these influences and it's innovating his own sound. And I think that's very cool. Um, you know, Dave's not an old man at this point. This is 1980, 81. Um, so he's still, you know, moved and influenced by what's going on around him. This song and the entire album was recorded in February and March 1981. Ray had been busy with some outside projects and recording sessions for the next Kinks album, which would be Give the People What They Want, wouldn't begin until April. So Dave had Conk Studios more or less to himself during this period, and you know, and which is cool considering that he's doing all of the instrumentation. His bass work on this is pretty solid. Um, 
That's not always the case. Guitar players, great guitar players do not always make great bass players or vice versa, but his bass playing on this is pretty solid and pretty locked in with what Henrik is playing on drums. Uh, one thing I'm not sure of, there's some barnyard animal sounds scattered throughout the backing track on this. I don't really understand. I can't derive any meaning to those sound effects from the lyrics. If you And I couldn't find anything in my research that explained it because Dave's solo career is not as easy to research as the Kinks or the Beatles stuff is. Um, but if you happen to know what the barnyard sounds are for, um, hit me up on the Facebook group or email or call or whatever. The lyrics on this tune aren't great. And that was another criticism um, that I'd read of contemporary uh, reviews of this album where the, you know Dave's lyrics weren't really on par with Ray's. And we all know that Dave has moments of being on par with Ray throughout his career, both as a member of the Kings and as a solo artist. But this one does not, this song does not um, enter that arena. And even in the spirit of the song, you know, songs like this, like I, like I said about the vocals, you know, they can forgive a, a weaker vocal. Songs like this can also forgive a weaker lyric. But I think even in the spirit of this song, sometimes the lyrics get in the way of the cool things that Dave is doing musically. And there are a lot of cool things he's doing musically. Um, for example, the title of the song, which is nearly all of the chorus, which is, that's fine. That happens all the time. Um, but it's said 46 times or on average once every six seconds. And when the title is just reveal yourself, hearing those two words every six seconds can get a little grating, um, even for a quasi punk song. Overall, though, there's a lot to like about this track, um, probably more than there is to dislike. You know, I'm being nitpicky, but that's what we're here for. We're here to talk about all the elements of the song. And sometimes we'll like, half the elements and not like the other half of the elements. So we're going to have two very different conversations about the same tune. Um, it would have been interesting to see how this track would have fared on the radio had it been released as a single, uh, especially with the kinks still, you know, a high profile band at this point, you know, they're selling albums, they're selling out stadiums on tour. So this is not a solo venture, you know, by a guy who's in some washed up band. This is, a solo venture from a guy who's in one of the biggest bands in the world at the time. So it would have been interesting to see had they had an agreement on what single to, to release, um, how this would have charted. Maybe nothing, you know, why would this be any different than any other um, Kinks song and be unfairly ignored? But who knows? That's, uh, that's all for our um, fan fiction movie scripts you know, that what would have happened if the Kinks would have had a number one hit with whatever song, you know, we'll, we'll save those. All right. Um, if you have more information on this song that I didn't cover, have your own opinions of this song, or just want to talk about anything else related to the Kinks or the Beatles, give me a call at 925-494-1739. Email me kinksandbeats at herohabit.com or join our Facebook group. We're over there and uh, get a conversation started. I'd love to have a chat with everybody. All right. Thanks for downloading. Make sure you swing by iTunes and give us a five-star rating and review. And I will talk to you next time. Take care. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. 
Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.